Hey everybody, out there in podcast land, it's David. Today I got a great episode for you. We're going to talk a little bit about faith and the forefathers in the Bible just for a little bit. And I'll give you a little bit of my experience with faith. So just sit right back and enjoy this episode right after a word from our sponsors. God bless. Hey everybody out there in podcast land, it's Dave again. It is Thursday morning. Yay, we made it to Thursday. And it has been a long week. It's been a tiring week, but we've got a lot of stuff done at the other house. And in our life, we've we've accomplished a lot over the last few weeks. Good things have been happening. Crazy things have been happening. This morning I woke up and I was thinking about some things. I'd like to share that with you in this podcast this morning. Some of the old greats in the Bible, like Noah, Abraham, Jacob, David, Daniel. Just these guys in the Bible, if you ever thought about how they went through their trials. Now the Bible is very candid and lets us to know that men make mistakes and the Bible doesn't hide any man's mistakes. It's, it's very vulnerable to that. It doesn't mask or cover them up. The sins of the former leaders in the Bible were always made known and what was done about that and how God dealt with it. He doesn't hide from that. And that's what I really appreciate about the Bible. It's not a book that's like a fantasy book that just glosses over and tells you the pie in the sky that things are a certain way and doesn't let you know the the horrors or the negative or the sins that men fall into, but it exposes them and lets you know that all men need God. And I really appreciate that. And so as I read the Bible, I see that. And you also reflect on your own life, your own sins, your own problems, and you think about those things. But one thing I really appreciate about the Old Testament and about these men in the Bible is they did not have the Holy Ghost like we have they did not feel God the way we have, at least not from what I read or what I observe, what I see, and from the way they speak about God, they have not experienced him the way we have. Now we have experienced God, if you're anything like me, you've actually felt the presence of the Holy Ghost. When you went to the altar or whenever you pray, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you feel God not a normal feeling, not a human feeling, not just an emotion. I'm talking about really feeling the presence of God. And it's and it's amazing presence to know. And when you feel that presence at that moment, you know that God is real. There's no doubt that he's real and that he heard your prayer. And, and it's just the most amazing thing in the world. But not much long after that trial show up and we're soon to forget the presence of God, even though we know it and we have it, we still make mistakes. We still fall into temptation. We still fall prey to our own feelings and emotions. And I'll give you a good example about myself is I have been suffering with some uh, problems in my lower back that have moved throughout my body now because of the spinal damage. And on a daily basis, what I have to feel in my body 
is contrary to what I believe in the Bible. I believe that God is a healer. I've also experienced his healing power. I've also laid hands on people and watched them get healed. I've been around the world, prayed for people all over the world and seen miracles happen. I've seen great things happen. I I trust in the word. I believe the word. I believe in faith. I believe in healing. I trust the preacher. When, I'll give you another example. I've been in healing services where they call out and say, anybody need a healing? And I raise my hand. I'll be the only one in the service of a 50 to 60 people raise my hand to show my faith. Not because I'm trying to show people I have faith, but to actually get healed. I want to see, I believe in the presence of God to have the preacher come down to pray for me, to open my eyes and ask me how I feel. And I tell him, I still feel the same to go through it again in front of everybody to the point where the preacher just gives up and walks away and I'm still waiting for a healing. And that's that's what I'm talking about is the kind of faith that even if you don't get your answer, you still believe. And it goes even a step further. Even when your friends, your preachers, your friends and family look at you and count you as no faith saying you have no faith, it's your fault, you trust doctors. I've even had preachers get up in the middle of services and call me out saying I trust doctors more than I trust God in the midst of a service. And while I'm suffering in pain, just leaving doctor's office and making it to church just because I want to be in church and I've been called out in the midst of services and still have faith. I still trust God. I still trust his word. I still believe in the preach word. I still believe in the pastor. I still believe in tithing and offering. I believe in all these things. But it's a funny thing that while you're going through it, how people treat you and you as a person have to overlook that. You have to go beyond that. And I'm giving you these examples. I'm using myself because I'm going to take you somewhere in the Old Testament and a thought process here in a minute. But I just want you to see what I went through, what I'm going through and how I feel and how I handle it. Even with all the faith that I have, it's still tested on a daily basis. I hear things all the time that you speak things into existence. You, The way you believe causes your problems. I understand all this. But these are the same things that Job's friends told him. These are the same exact things that while Job was sitting there being tried by Satan because God allowed it. And Job did not know what was going on, but he just trusted in God. He even made mistakes and even asked, God, please come before me and I'll answer you and I'll, I'll stand before you. When God showed up, he corrected Job and Job was quick to repent and to ask God to forgive him. Now, Job is an amazing man in the Bible. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He's the, I cannot wait to get to heaven to meet this man because Job is just an amazing man. If we have a need of a disciple in the hour we're in, it's a Job. We need more Jobs. We need more disciples like Job that no matter what they go through, no matter if God were to say, I'm taking all your blessings away tomorrow and I'm going to let you suffer in pain and, and pain and sorrow and grief. And I'm even going to let your friends turn against you. I'm going to let your, your own belief system turn against you. And I'm going to see if you can still follow me, Job. And an amazing thing happens when a man, not God, when a man stands up and says, I'm going to trust in the word of God, the unseen God, no matter what happens, Naked I come into this world, and naked I will return. But blessed be the name of the Lord. 
And that's what I say today. Blessed be the name of the Lord, no matter what we go through. And even though it's real and the suffering is real and you feel the pain and you feel the hurt, just keep saying, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to walk forward. No matter what happens, I'm on the side of God. Now, let's think about something here, folks. The Old Testament, they didn't have these kind of things that I'm talking about. They didn't have the presence of God. They didn't have the kind of church fellowships that we have. They had none of that. These were men walking in deserts most of the time with sheep or animals, with a little group of family. And they had the word of God from what was handed down from Adam by by just the the hearsay kind of word at that time because they didn't have written word until Moses come along and here they they are standing in with eight like Abraham the father of faith when God says I want to take your blessing what I promised you and I want you to sacrifice your promise to me and I want to see if you'll do that Abram and Abram did it with not he didn't even stagger at the problem he didn't even stagger he didn't even have a question he did it in the fullness of his heart took his promise right up there and ready to destroy it right in front of God to hand it over to God his best and God stayed his hand and says no Abram I know now I know now that you're the man Abraham and so God provided his own sacrifice which shows us the heart of God God never wants things from us he wants our motives and our intentions he wants the desires of our hearts he looks at the thoughts and the intents he weighs them in a balance he looks at each and every one of us every day And it doesn't matter if you look good on the outside, and that's our problem, because people have done this through history. They made it so they look good on the outside, and they judge one another by the outside character. But the inside is ravenous wolves. They do things in the privacy of their homes. They do things in the privacy of their jobs. Nobody looks, nobody sees, but in public, they look another way. That is very bad. And God does deal with that. He will deal with it because he's done it throughout the scriptures. And he doesn't doesn't count that very righteous. He don't even count that for righteousness. He would rather walk to a Samaritan village with people that are condemned and persecuted by the righteous and sit with them and have communion with them and talk with them and save their family and friends than to sit with religious folks. Now, God isn't going to just throw religious folks away but he does leave the 99 to go after that one the bible says and the 99 because they have all the answers they're going to go through suffering they're going to go through times when god is not with them and not in their presence because god has walked away and they're going to have to walk by faith just like the man that doesn't know god has to walk by faith to go to that altar that first time faith is a scary thing real faith i'm not talking about fake faith And it's funny because the Bible says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which we all know, we've heard this in Sunday schools and all through our walk with God, how small a seed of mustard is, and we've all seen it. We've all maybe used mustard seeds and seasonings. Mustard seeds are very small. And Jesus says, if you have the the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and it'll be plucked up and cast into the sea. Now, That's an amazing act. I've never seen anybody on earth do that. And all the circles of friends and preaching and and services I've been in and all the faith-filled services that I've heard that God is in the service and how much faith, 
I've never seen somebody stand up in the midst of the service and say to the mountain, be thou removed, mountain, and watch the mountain plucked up from the ground and ripped out and sent into the sea. Now, a man puts his spin on it and says, oh, he didn't literally mean the mountain. He means your circumstance. No, I really believe God meant the mountain. Because if you had a, a faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, and that's what I'm trying to get at, folks, none of us have that kind of faith. If we did, we would have mir miracles that were just outstanding to see. But because we have such little faith, I'm talking it has to be even smaller than a mustard seed. Some of us can barely even get enough faith up to be a speck on a mustard seed. And that's a lot of faith. I'm not saying that's not faith at all. I'm saying the faith that we do have and we work with on a daily basis isn't even come close to the size of a mustard seed and we're doing great things. And so this is where I have a problem when people say you don't have faith because they don't either. Their faith hasn't even gotten to the size of a mustard seed. We all have a measure of faith. Now that measurement is not a gallon, a bucket, a ladle. We're talking measurement of minute scales. Now let's get into measurements for a second here. Look at a human body. Do you think they pull out a tape measure and measure your cells inside your body? No but they have a measuring system. They know how to measure way down in the size of your cells when they get down to atoms and they get down into those levels. Those all have a measurement. Now it's hard for us to fathom because we don't see it or handle it with our hands and it's in an unseen realm. And when you get down there, you have to have certain magnifies, magnifying type glass to bring that out so you can see it. But those are all measurable. And that's the size of faith that I'm talking about that we have. We work in such small sizes of faith and it's not these huge grandos size of faith. So don't let nobody fool you. Nobody has great faith in the church or walking around on earth. Nobody walks around with that kind of faith. We all have very, very small amounts of faith that we work with, but that faith is great. It's a great amount of faith right there. But if you can increase that, and that comes by sacrificing, by going through trials and, and stretching and going through these things and building testimonies. But the real time your faith is tested is when it's dark. And you're like David, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or you're like Job and all your friends stand against you. Your wife stands against you. Your, your living has been destroyed. Your house has been destroyed. Everything's been destroyed. And even everybody looks at you and says, you must have done something wrong, Job. Just curse God and die. Just give up. And you look at these men in the Bible, like Daniel being thrown into a lion's den. But before Daniel was thrown into a lion's den, when they put out the decree to try to trick Daniel, he didn't hide the fact that he prayed. He went up in the open and opened up the windows and let the world see, hey, I still pray. I'm not giving in. Even if world governments come against me, I am not giving in. And that's the kind of faith that I'm talking about. And these men did it without even feeling the presence of God. And this is why I esteemed them high. When I woke up today, I thought about that. And I so appreciate the Bible and these men, what they stood for. And so like you today who are out there in podcast land, you might not look at yourself very much. You might think you've failed God. You failed your friends. You failed. But that little bit of faith that you're using is mighty. It's an amazing amount of faith. And you're doing great things. So don't let other people sideline you today. 
Don't give in to the conversations. Keep the course. Keep the ship sailing forward. Keep moving towards God. And with that, God bless. Hey, thanks a lot for listening to this episode today. I really appreciate all my sponsors, all those who listen, all those who take time to check out my podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share with somebody. And know that you have faith. And with that faith that you have, you can do great things. God bless.